0: This episode is brought to you by pyromedia Network. Pyromedia Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. PMN's core mission is to provide a safe and positive creative space for creatives to flourish to their highest potential. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com.
1: We are a holistic approach to men's overall health, whether it be mental, spiritual, physical
2: or emotional. It's lifestyle. To know their status. We're all in this together to help every single one of us. It's a lifestyle. The only way
1: to counteract all the bad that's going on in our community is to have these conversations. Healthy Him. It's a lifestyle. Um, and inspires someone else. Being a part of Healthy Him is about
2: changing that narrative and really making people aware and accountable for their own health and their lives. It's a lifestyle, baby. What's going on you guys? This is your best friend in your head, the one and only Mr. Daniel J. And you are listening to the Healthy Him Podcast. Honey, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into all of that, um, I want to introduce my wonderful co-host, the one, the fabulous, Mr. Kwame Corbett. What up, boo? How's you going? Oh, you know, living my life, living my dreams. Honey, I wish y'all can see this shirt he got on. It's so yellow and his <laughs> skin tone. You know how light skins, they can't really wear yellow because it just washes us out. But he's working and living life in did. this shirt. Um, I do want to introduce our uh, our topic today. Our topic today is computer love, and yes. that's all that we can give without getting sued. Um, <laughs> we're talking about app, app culture today, and we're talking about how app culture has inundated our lives, how we use it, how it's helped us, yes. and how has it, uh, you know, kind of thrown us back uh, a bit in certain areas. Yeah. And to help us with this conversation, we have a very special guest. We have an amb- another ambassador of Healthy him here with us uh, this week. It is the one, is the only, Mr. Prince, A.K.A. Rambo Domina, is in the VIP. i Yes, <laughs> yes, I it's about time. Let's just so, about time. Uh, you are the Prince. Uh, tell us, how have you? How did you come to be an ambassador of Healthy Him?
1: Woo! Well, let me tell you, my um, my journey was a little bit rocky. I'll just tell you right <laughs> off the
2: bat. Okay, come on, Rocky Mountain. Um,
1: I was very combative. I was a little bit belligerent. Ooh, child. Not much has changed. See, old Prince, maybe about a few years ago, I was ready to knock him out. But, you know, I've changed. I've since calmed down. And, you know, I, I pick and choose my battles a little bit wisely. Good.
2: You know what that's called? Growth. Growth. <laughs> Hello. Um, before we get into tonight, uh, today's topic, I do want to remind you guys that if you are looking for any type of uh, HIV screening. Um, testing information, you can definitely, definitely, definitely stop by APLA, which is the house uh, of Healthy Him. And you can come by 3741 South La Brea Avenue uh, here in the city of Los Angeles, and we can definitely help you out with that. And if you're looking for more information on Healthy Him and what we do here with the program, you can go to facebook.com slash Healthy Him APLA. La definitely want to remind you about that because guess what <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble for not mentioning those two things. Okay? <laughs> uh, but let's jump right in uh, to the t- discussion. So we know that in today's society. There's an app for everything. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about the use of apps in our daily lives from dating to social media to how we stay informed on like n- local news, national lo- news, global issues? How do you feel about the app culture of today? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know where to begin, child, but they take it over. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, there's an app for everything. I mean you utilize it to whether you want to cook, whether you want to hook up with somebody, whether you're trying to navigate through Los Angeles or Nevada or wherever the case, wherever you're from, um, they have an app for everything. And um it is essential for this generation, but it also there's a disconnect between um just reality, to be honest with you. A lot of the time, people are so in tune with what they see on these apps that they really don't have time for what is taking place in the real world. To say,
0: hmm. you know, I, I think, I think,
1: and that's really, that's very true, Prince, and I think for me, um,
0: and I think, uh, Pr- uh, Daniel. Uh, you and I are very similar in age when it comes to. Don't be telling my age, girl. <laughs> <Way laughs> <a minute. laughs> Why you gotta say it like me <laughs> old? Oh,
2: I'm still 25. Amen, all day, all day. You um,
0: have <laughs> eight more
2: years. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up.
0: <laughs> but I remember um, the inception of um, of the internet. Uh, I remember when dial-up was still. Around, you know, with, with AOL the Honey,
2: you was trying to put every pillow and blanket back there So Listen. you could sneak on and watch porn <laughs> Late night after hours Hoping your mama didn't hear it right. She was too knocked out for being drunk right. Hello.
0: Listen, like it was just, it was too much Just, just trying to, but now it's like and, and even back then it was more of a luxury To be on the internet to, right. to have access to it To 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 be able to kind of find information Instead of walking to the library um, now your library is in your hands. you know what I'm saying you have access to literally everything. Um, and, and I, I think um, being able to to have that and being able to, 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 to be in multiple places at once um, uh, is is very appealing and also, has been a hindrance to our society because now people are saying well I don't have to go and meet you for a coffee date that I don't hard. have to go and say hey do you want to go on a date let's go out I can just go ahead and video chat you or FaceTime you you know what I'm saying like that's, that's okay for you know I guess you know just to get to know, but I would like to go on a date. I would like to go in, and and take you out. Let's have a conversation face to face because there's not there's nothing like feeling the energy of the other
2: person. In my personal opinion, absolutely. But. I mean, I have a love hate relationship with apps mm-hmm. with app culture. Um, I mean, I remember the DOS system. I remember going <laughs> to. <laughs> Do you remember the Commodore? Thing? I, I mean. <laughs> I remember going, we had computer class. They taught you where to place your fingers. Right. Um, you know, and for all of you that may not know this, if you look at your computer, your your keyboard your, um, on your computer, the F and the J have those little bumps on them. That is to remind you where your four fingers go so right. that the rest of your fingers yes. find their place. Yes. Um, but I remember those classes mm-hmm. and it was a pain trying to figure out that code, trying to put in that semicolon, backslash, backslash, (laughs) whatever, whatever else you had to put in. IP config. I mean, it was was a lot. It was a lot. Um, But when it comes to app culture, I love the fact that it has given us the ability to cross the world in an instant. Mm. I can speak to someone in Japan. I can speak to somebody in Okay, well, maybe not Russia, because that gets you in trouble. We don't want to do that. Just a little bit. Just not. But I can speak to somebody in Zimbabwe, in Kenya, in in, in Guadalupe, like Guadalupe, Guadalajara. Um, That, to me, is amazing. The the information highway is incredible to me. But then it frustrates me because I feel like with all of the information that's out there, people have gotten stupider. Right? More That's not a word. I, I did take English class. People have gotten more stupid <laughs> um, in, in their social interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with you Kwame in regards to, it has it really pushed us way back into a time where the thought of meeting someone in person is almost like not even thought, thought of or is heard of. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's almost like obsolete. Like I don't think people realize that when you hit me up, like, say if you're on a dating app and somebody hits you up with no picture, that's literally like walking up to me with a bag over your head. Yeah. Like it's just not, and we don't, we don't, we don't combine the two or bridge the two together. We we make them two separate things. Well, I don't want you seeing who I really am, and di- right. But if I met you in person, right, I would see at least physically, right, who you really are, right. Um. So there are moments where, again, I have this love and hate, uh, with it because. You know, it, I, 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 like you said, I enjoy the energy. One thing I know that I cannot do um, with an app, I can't do electronically, is read books. I don't like re- Kindles. Like, I need a physical book i need to feel the pages smell the pages i need to hear the pages when i flip them like i need my little book to put it in <laughs> so that i know okay bitch uh, i'm right here on page 222 chapter 11 sentence, sentence two like you know, i enjoy those analog moments mm-hmm. um for myself but in other ways that I love the digital world is you know the news like being able to get mm. the news being able to, to to get information um into my system so that's kind of where I stand with it mm-hmm. um so, so
0: what apps do you think are most addictive dating apps or social media apps <gasps> oh
2: you wanna
1: go first
2: <laughs> oh. oh I'm gonna say social media okay oh. I'm going to say social media apps are more addictive because people have become obsessed with what other people think about them. Mm. And people have become less obsessed with actually having a healthy dating dynamic. Uh-huh. They use dating apps to hook up. Mm-hmm. So it's not really dating. Mm, right. you know? So if you're asking, if the question was, are people more addictive to social media or uh, hookup apps, then I would be like, ooh, that's a draw. Right. But I don't think people are really interested in the act of dating. So I'm going to go with social media.
1: Uh, I'm kind of torn and you really put that into a whole new perspective now. Um, I'm going to have to agree now in regards to that. Uh, everybody just wants to kind of... They don't want to live in their own loop of their life or live in their own truth. They want to fantasize about what the other person is doing mm. um, and trying to, I guess live their life through layers secretly mm-hmm. so I guess you could say that's kind of where my perspective is in regards to that I,
0: I, I don't know like I, I do think I would, I, I would have to say social media apps are way more addictive because first of all the major ones Facebook, Twitter uh, Instagram, Snapchat um, mm-hmm. are definitely ones that people are just the most on there's billions of people on them um, and I think that people do stuff like hookup apps on, on the low, so you don't really see who they are. But at the same time, like you have these situations <laughs> with <laughs> social media where it's like you don't really see who they are. You know what I'm saying? Cause they're trying to be somebody that they're not, it's and not it's like
1: DMs and all.
0: Yeah, and then and then I think I think for me personally, like I I put on social. I've gotten to a point. Let me not say I used because I, I didn't always used to do this, and I think that I was so busy trying to. Uh, be something that I'm not or be try to, to to impress and keep up with the Joneses or whatever. But I think I put on social media when I can and when I have time to because I'm actually out in the world doing stuff instead of focusing on social media. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think what's important Shay honey. Shame. No, I'm look, if that's your judge, by all means do your thing. Listen. But I'm just saying for me personally I go on social media now to actually be social and enjoy social media, Um, and I think that people have forgotten, um, and I think you and I had a conversation off-key about about this. People have forgotten the social in social media, where, you know, when I go on social media, I look at what's going on with my friends' lives, even though I talk to them on a daily basis. Like, I know Daniel, what's going on with Daniel's life, but I know what he's posting and why he's posting it. Because me and him have an actual conversation, like it's an additive to it's, a exactly. social interaction. Because I have contacts, because I actually am his friend, you know. What I mean? So we have we actually have conversation outside of social media, and I think that that's something that um, people have forgotten, you know. Do and then when people are all on social media, um, they're they're so busy trying to say, oh, well, I'm loving what you're doing. The dress is. Fabulous! It's amazing. And then they're going around telling somebody else, <laughs> oh, that bitch is evil. I can't stop <laughs> her. You know what I'm so It's just like, what are you doing? Like, what, like if you're going to be shady, just be shady. <laughs> like, just be it 24-7. Don't try to project who you think you, you're trying to show the world, just so you're trying to make nice to them, and just be an evil bitch. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me personally.
2: Um, well, you know, my thoughts on that. Let me s- switch gears just a little bit, because the three of us are pretty much in the same age bracket if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Prince is the youngest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the oldest. Kwame's <laughs> in the middle. I am. Um, I'm 23. Ha- <laughs> we'll let him get away with that for now. For now. Um, <laughs> how do you guys feel about the progression of the internet and, and social media and app culture? Like, I remember... MySpace and Black oh, Planet. Oh God, yes. But even before that, I remember the Yahoo chat rooms. Yes, that's where it started. You know, you know, that's where it like started. Aim. Yes. Yahoo Messenger. Yes. Like, I remember. Do you remember the avatars? avatars? Yes, I remember the the original, the original avatars. The original avatars. The original avatars where you could change their background and have pictures. Yes. And everything. These Bitmojis are a side no. off of the avatar. They're a abomination. Um, but I do. I remember. I remember. The first time I ever got introduced to a Yahoo chat room, I was in San Jose with my sister and we were at her friend's house and she was, you know, a lesbian and my sister, I love my sister. She's older than I, but my sister has never told me a lie. Mm-hmm. Like any time that I've ever asked my sister a question, she's given me an age-appropriate but honest answer. And so I think I was in my teens at this time and Her friend was talking to somebody, and it was getting real heated. Mm? And I was like, ooh, what's that? (laughs) And she was like, oh, this is Yahoo Chat. And I said, well, what's that for? Is it a game?" And she said, no, you talk to people. I said, like, random (laughs) people? Like, people you don't know? (laughs) She said, yeah, you kind of go into a chat room, and you make up a name, and you just start talking. Mm -hmm. And I said, I must try this. I have lots to say. Let's do it. And I was hooked on Yahoo chat. Yeah. And to see where we are now with like Facebook Messenger and Instagram and Yeah. I'm, I I kind of miss the chat room. You know why? You know why I miss them? Because there was an autonomy
0: behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you, you can keep your autonomy and you don't have to worry about like, you know, and you could be a, you know, you could be hating it, but for the most part it was fun and people could be
2: themselves and not have to worry about Drama, And really? I feel like that there were rules. Like, when you were in Yahoo chat, honey, and somebody sent you ASL, you knew that the appropriate thing was to give them your age, sex, and location. Listen. Listen, okay? listen. I need to know who you are. What's And you going know on? not to give your real name or send no pictures because, you know, it was crazy people on the internet. That's it's right. still crazy people on the in- in- internet, but I can talk. I promise. Um, <laughs> it's still crazy people on the internet, but I feel like people are so... Uh, I don't desensitized it's different now, it's different now. they're desensitized yeah. to like the dangers of social media yeah. but baby that young chat, now it's like you gotta ask for a picture what?
0: Right. Okay, I ask and you. Now, and now and now they have geolocations? Like what is that? Yeah, what? Geolocations. Like geo geolocation. Like it yes. oh, will okay. it will tell you where I am. Like, I, don't, I don't need you to know where the hell I'm at. If I'm eating at Burger King, you don't need to know I'm at the Burger King on South La Brea or whatever. Like, like, like that's that that's part. Okay.
2: There is no Burger King on South La Brea. There's not. Let you know. I was trying to trick y'all, but that's cool. <laughs> there is a McDonald's <laughs> on North La Brea Listen, in Rodeo. Hey. Hello! Yes. But, like, talk to me, guys. What, like, how do you f- feel about the progression of of the internet and, and what app culture came from?
1: Well, I think app culture definitely came from MySpace, low key. And, you know, your little Yahoo chat and your little AOL your little kicks <laughs> and all that stuff. Y'all, you y'all too old for me in regards to that. But that's just my take on that. Um, he tried it. Baby. He tried, <laughs> he tried it. it. I'm kidding. You were. Go <laughs> on. <I'm kidding. laughs> you <had> that one. <laughs> um, I do like the advances with um with some of the apps that are taking place right now. I'm not exactly sure how far advanced they're trying to get. Um, I don't know what's to happen, say, three or four years from now. But what I do know is, is that In regards to, like, the desensitizing and people just, they give no fucks, I guess. I guess it's because of the society that we live in. At one point, should you really care what the other person thinks or their whereabouts or their opinions? But at the same time, it's just like, if you really have self-esteem and you have respect for yourself, you should also take that into consideration as well.
2: Okay.
1: I have a question. Yes.
0: How have apps shaped our outlook on social media? Like, like in terms of this, uh, on social, national, and global issues? And how do you think it will continue to shape
2: it? I think it's difficult for me. Like, mm. my view of the, like, news in regards to social media, it, it's very hard and tricky because I feel like social media and app culture has made it very easy for the false narrative mm. to be told. Um, you know, there was a time where if you, you couldn't tell the news unless you had a journalism degree right you know you couldn't write or or broadcast unless you had communications experience and okay. a degree um and that's not to say that news was always the truth uh-huh. but that we knew at very least that these people had to go through something and learn something before they just spread an opinion or before they spread what they would call a fact uh-huh. um and i think now it's so easy to spread a false narrative, mm-hmm. um, and I, I can't—it irritates the innermost, curviest, darkest crevice of my inner ass <laughs> to agree with our current America caucus yeah. president. But fake news is real. Mm-hmm. Um, oxymoronic, I know, right? right. Um, but fake news is real. Now, I don't necessarily think that all the news about him is fake. <laughs> um let me put that well, out there. Clarification. Clarification. Clarification and relevation. Revel revelation.
1: Russia is
0: listening. Hey. Um but I do good <laughs> and listen well. <laughs>
2: I do think that it has made people a little lazy in regards to really searching for the truth mm. and the real. News and the real narratives to certain things. Question
1: for you: How do you know what the truth is when you have so many people that have so much influence and have so many opinions?
0: You use a scientific method.
1: <laughs> I'm just
0: saying. <laughs> like you take information and you 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 have to weigh the pros and cons because I, you know uh, you have like one side, then you have side B, and then somewhere in the middle of that is truth. You know what I'm saying? So you always have an A and B side, and then you have that. It's it's, your responsibility. And I think that's where Daniel and I are trying to talk about or are are kind of hinting at when we're talking about fake news and talking about this oversaturation of, like, quote-unquote journalists and and quote-unquote media outlets and bloggers and bloggers and all these different things that are perpetuating fake narratives. Um, I think that people have gotten to a point where they're so comfortable by viewing those things and or hearing those things that they don't they don't want to take into consideration that they could be wrong they're just taking it for face value as opposed to doing any type of research on it um regardless of whatever narrative or whatever um outlet that i look at when it comes to news i always try to look at the di- different sources and i always look at the opposing source too that i don't agree with because i think that it's important something that they're going to say lines up with something that i i think is right so something, something lines up. Either A and B is going to line up in the middle. So you have to kind of look at, you know, uh, um, taking a step further and taking the responsibility to kind of look forward and saying, okay, I'm going to do more research to get more information on things.
2: I think for me, um, what I, I am a blogger. You know, I have a blog. Um, I write blogs. Um, I make sure that what I write about and what I blog about is very specific because I'm not a a degreed journalist Um, I don't have a degree in broadcast communications Um, but I do have an opinion Um, I have the ability to to research um, and I have the ability to reach people and with that I think the creation of the blogger was important because it gave it gave people who needed a voice and didn't have a voice it gave them the platform to share their opinion and to share their voice and to really talk to you know the layman that's that's looking for an answer or to looking to see what's going on but in regards to how do I differentiate what's fake news and what's real news like Kwame said I do personally I will always go to the top tier of of, of news outlets or, or media outlets um, I will look at the LA Times I will look at the New York Times I'm looking at the Sentinel um, I'm looking at CNN I'm looking at Fox um, mm-hmm. I'm even looking uh, at British um, papers that are covering some of the same US stories um and i try to find the common thread in that and then i ask myself could this be true right. do i believe it to be true right. and at the end of the day you know discernment for me is really important you know i could i totally could believe something that's a lie but it's my truth to believe um in that moment but i definitely i definitely have a problem with outlets where they're giving a narrative that nobody else has confirmed and that's kind of the 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 factor for me like if i'm seeing a narrative that's been confirmed by like seven different sources that are not on the same necessarily the same platform i'm i i i I tell myself okay uh, this this might be true like this this might have to be true you know, I wish they felt the same way about these videos that cops, you know, beating on people and stuff. Well. Um, but they don't. And, and you know, we're, we're trying to change that with reform. But um, <laughs> I think that how social media has shaped my look on, on, like, global news and local news, it, it's, it scares me, to be honest. It yeah. really does scare me because you don't, you know, Prince, like, you, I'm, I'm guessing what you're hinting at is you don't know what to believe. You really don't know what to believe. Um, we talked about the desensitizing of real-life situations, um, and we took a real serious turn just now. Um, <laughs> thank you for riding with us. <laughs> right. uh, but I do want to ask the question, how do you guys feel about the violence that we see on social media, mm. specifically on Facebook? Do you feel like is that something that you like to see on your social media do you watch it do you post it do you share it i feel like we've gotten so desensitized to violence that we just share stuff just to share it and we don't think about what that does to us
1: it's honestly it's too much like all the time everywhere on my news feed it's just like you see um, cops and brutality going on with going on in the United States, and you see, you know, other graphic videos showing, God, I, I can't even, I can't even describe it because it's just, it's it's insane and it's deplorable, to be quite honest with you. Um, they really, I honestly, I really feel that like Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and other social media outlets, they really need to monitor, monitor that a little bit better because it's becoming, it's just, you have the youth who are a little bit more susceptible to viewing these things and and really, how can I say this, possibly wanting to engage in certain acts and have these thoughts in their mind In this, uh, 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 oh my God, I can't, I can't even get into
2: it. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned, you know, um, they should monitor this because kids are watching. I feel like if your kids on social media, like that's your parents' job. I don't, I don't think that it's Facebook's job to monitor what I see because I do think that that's an infringement on my constitutional right as an American. Um, Like pause. Uh, not that they don't do it anyway. I'm sure they do it on some level. Right. Government say <laughs> hey, Okay. Hello. But um,
1: parents aren't everywhere twenty four seven to a certain degree. And if you're and if, and if you're a parent that enforces certain rules and certain guidelines, that's fine. Kudos to you. But let's say your your child is friends with someone someone whose parents don't feel the same way to I guess desensitize what their children see. Is that Well you, I, I don't too? think I don't think that's what Daniel's saying. I
0: think what Daniel's saying is that if you instill in your child because of course like you said um, parents can't be around 24-7. Absolutely. Nobody can be around someone 24-7. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> you know, like, at some point, you need a moment. Go take a pit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Married
2: folks can't be around you
0: know, each other. When maybe do something. You know, cook, eat, breathe, you know? I can't. Um, but, like, at some point in time, you have to look at what you instill in that child. Um, you have to look at what how you raise that child. Um, and trust that what you instill in them is going to help protect them, make to make healthy decisions, um, but regardless, I think for me to answer your question, I have been desensitized with a lot of stuff because, as 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 a person of color, constantly seeing you know you know uh, police brutality, constantly seeing um, uh, attacks on on, uh, on on homosexuals, constantly seeing. Um, bullying, um, all of those things. Um, you just kind of look at it, say, like, "Oh, it's another video," and it's sad because that's your initial reaction. Because it's like, "Oh, it's happening again with another." You know, who's who, I want? I hope this, he doesn't become a hashtag. Or I hope she doesn't become a hashtag. Like that's sad to say, but that's where we're at. You know, at this point. Um, for me personally, I think one of the things that annoys me the most. That I I think that Facebook should ban or um, social media should ban is fight fighting like videos. Mm. I am so sick and tired of seeing fighting videos, specifically within the Black community. It is so annoying. It is so annoying. Save it for your reality shows, okay? Like they get paid to do that. You're not getting paid to bust Becky's ass. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not getting paid to do that. And you're sitting there looking like a fool. And then this is only perpetuating the narrative that our community is constantly going through mess.
1: But that's my opinion. But I, I, have, to, I have to agree with
2: that. I'm sorry. I mean, I agree, but I'll be honest for, for my ratchet clatch folks listening. <laughs> Some of those videos be funny as hell. <laughs> Like that white boy that was uh, that was uh, squaring up against that dude talking about, I got t- today, I got time, I got time, nigga, today. I, and I was like, first of all, you're white. <laughs> Second of all, if you don't take your AmeriCaucus self somewhere trying to be a thug, sir, and the word nigga should never come out of your mouth. Um, but no, it's serious, I get what you're saying. I, I do agree that the violence is overwhelming. Well, um, the, desensit- the desensitizing of of things is definitely something that I don't like to happen. And, it's too much. And to be honest, on my social media, I don't. I won't repost a lot of things. Um, I don't. I may watch it if someone if I see some one of my friends have posted it. But as far as reposting it, I'm just like, okay, this has uh, four million views. They've had their they've had their turn. Um, but there are certain stories that just that capture me. Um, uh, justice for Junior the hashtag for just, for the, the young 15 year old who was brutally beaten and killed and sliced open with machetes mm-hmm. um, in uh, New York City mm-hmm. uh, that was something that hit home for me yeah. just because that narrative that story like he's 15 his life is over mm-hmm. what the hell yeah. and nobody did anything in that moment to help that kid yeah. you know so that to me was yes share this because these people that did this they need to be caught right and you need to see this brutality because it irritates me that there, especially in this app culture that we're in, everything's just a button away. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say whatever you want, record whatever you want, and then press send. You can be the baddest bitch, Becky, on the block mm-hmm. behind Twitter, mm-hmm. but then you become Polly Pocket, right? When I and <laughs> I talk to you come and on, I say, Polly "Bitch, what? What you say?" Right. Um, so, I, you know, I, I get it. But I I ain't going to lie. Some of these videos, they do tickle a funny person. I mean, for you me. know,
1: let's say Guadalupe and <laughs> Consuela at McDonald's. Oh why they got to be that of that? Why, why <laughs> they can't be hey, Susan hey, Q? But there was a lesson taught at that time. You just can't. Talk to people anybody, uh talk to people any kind of way. You can't just, just disrespect people,
2: especially in the workplace. I'm so Like that McDonald's video right. where she body slammed that whole problem. I mean she drunk <laughs> ass. When someone is doing a service to you, treat
1: others how you want to be treated. I think that's been some that has been said across all. Can I say this word without it being offensive?
2: We don't know what the word is, right?
1: right. Across all borders.
2: Well, why would that be? Oh Across the board, bitch. <laughs> That's what board. she was trying to
1: say. I think that is something that has been taught to everybody, instilled in them um, since uh, the
2: time it was in preschool. I can't. Well, okay. So we've talked about a little bit about where social media started. Right. Um. Shout out to Yahoo Chats. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um. Where do you think social media and app culture is going? Like, where do you think app culture? Is leading to. And for those of you that are just uh, tuning in to the conversation, we are talking about app culture um, in regards to the apps that we use on our phones. Social media, dating apps, news apps, anything apps. that you can download on your phone and right. use it in your life. Um, that's what we're talking about in regards to app culture. Where do you guys feel app culture is going?
1: Well, I'll speak on this a little bit briefly. So I remember back in my younger years um, when I was around maybe 11, 12, maybe 13 even, when my uh, when MySpace came out. And, you know, everyone, <laughs> everyone thought that MySpace was going to be, you know, it was going to be here forever, never, 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 ever. And Facebook came out around almost relatively the same time, a little bit, maybe a few years after. And Facebook didn't have, I, I, I have to use this word, Facebook didn't have that as much clout as MySpace did at one point. And out of nowhere, Facebook just, boom, it popped. And it's going to continue and continue to grow. But I think what's going to end up happening, just the direction that um, apps are going, I think there's going to be such thing as a a super app that's going to have everything all in one. I think that's where we're headed. You
2: should have shut up and kept that copyrighted girl. I mean, (laughs) I kind of see apps going like, Like what we see in movies, like the holograms, you know, the pop up hologram on the watch. Like, that's really what I, I, I truly honestly see that coming into play because technology is so amazing. But it's also scary. Like they have this whole, what's that bitch? I get mean, on series ass yeah. for certain shit. And they got Alexa, honey. Alexa, Alexa. She's Alexa, the don't devil. Play no games. She is the devil. She if you, you ain't never seen that Disney movie, The Smart House, bitch, y'all need to watch that. Yeah. Because Alexa, honey. She, she covers for me. your kids. She, she covers for you. She covers for your kids.
0: I, I've I've always had this running joke um, with my friends, and they're like, you know, what's going to be the next big thing? Because I, if you look at it, if you look at like, you know, I don't know if you remember Zanga. Um, Zanga was like uh, I do remember Zanga. Zanga <laughs> <I mean, laughs> was right before MySpace. Zanga, um, and it makes me sort of coming out. Yeah. Zanga was like <laughs> the most customizable blog that you can ever have, and they closed it down. I'm so sad. But anyway, um, I had some really good articles on there, <laughs> but I never. <I> <laughs> I've been um, the whole time it's a support game. Guys. No, Zanga. Zanga was a, was an amazing little. Blogs. And they had, like, then, a little
2: dog. Yes, yes. Uh-huh.
0: yes. And then um, and then, then uh, MySpace came. And then Facebook. And then Twitter. And now Facebook and Twitter are battling. And now we have Instagram. And then we have Snapchat. And now S- Instagram is taking over Snapchat. <laughs> you know, there's just so much going on. Um, and I didn't have, like, uh, Periscope, you know, Facebook Live, you know, um, F- Instagram Stories and all these different things. I think they're going to have, we're going to go from Wi-Fi to mind And um, I think that we're going to have all of our shit directly downloaded into our brain, and we're going to be in the Matrix.
2: Come on, That's Matrix. So they
0: That's can really you. Right.
2: Exactly. I okay. cannot. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and pay the bills and be right back after this break. We want to know what apps do you use the most? Yes. What apps are you most addicted to? You can go to uh, Facebook.com slash healthy uh, him A P L A again that's facebook.com slash healthy him and let us know what apps are you addicted to just write a post put it in there we want to read them all right we'll be right back after these messages what's up you guys this is your boy Kwame
0: from healthy him and I just want to chat with you about our healthy him checklist did you know that healthy him gives you monetary incentives for STD and STI testing and more that's right If you are a young man of color between the age of 18 and 30, then come and visit one of our Healthy Him Prevention Specialists. You can sit down with a specialist to talk about PrEP or PEP information, take a free HIV test, or take an STD and STI test. You have the potential to get up to $50. Who don't want some money? Don't lie. I see you. Yeah, you. All you have to do is call the Healthy Him Hotline at 323 795 5997 or come on down for a walk-in at the APLA Health Education Center at 3741 South La Brea Avenue, Los Angeles, California 90016. Get informed, get checked, know your status because knowing is sexy. And don't forget guys, it's a lifestyle. Welcome back healthy hymns and healthy himmers. We're back and we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Thank you so much for listening today was like just awesome. It was a really good conversation. We had talked about computer love and all things that had to do with, you know, apps and dating apps and all that jazz. And um, yeah, speaking of apps and speaking of computer love, don't forget that you can love on us by going to www.pyromedianetwork.com, which is the mother network for helping him the podcast Woo-hoo. or you can go to uh, you can go to www.facebook.com backslash HealthyHim A-P-L-A or you can find us on Instagram and Twitter HealthyHim uh, we would like to thank our special guest the ambassador extraordinaire Mr. Prince Gray a.k.a. Also,
2: Rebel Domina honey. Yes. thank you
0: thank you for having me and Prince let us know who you, who you are where you're from and where he can <clears> find you
1: Okay, so for those those of you guys that do not know me formally, I am Prince Gray with an A, remember that. Uh, But on all my social media platforms, excluding Facebook, I'm only on Snapchat and Instagram. I go by Rebel Demeanor. Yes. So if you feel the time or feel the need to want to make a comment or want to give a shout out, please feel free. Also, stay tuned. I'm working on a podcast myself called
2: Rebel Chaser. Stay tuned. All Well, I'm your best friend in your head, as always, Mr. The One and Only Honey, Mr. Daniel J. Um, You can follow me on all social media at D-A-N-Y-O-L-J-A-Y-E. That's Instagram, Facebook, snappity chat. And what? hire, because I'm on all of it. You need to be on all of it. Yes. You can go to my website at uh, www.onthejspot.com. Get all your blogging news, all your good vlogs and all everything about me sign up to become a J Triber because honey being in my extended tribe is a VIP passion and you need VIP access okay how you doing <laughs> Kwame where can we find you honey yes you can definitely find us on our find me on my mother network
0: or our mother network come on you can. Um and then you can find me on not just this podcast but also Blaze Entertainment um, let's see uh, I'd Rather Not podcast Uh, the Pyro Power Hour. Uh, I'm on a lot of podcasts in the network, so definitely check it out. Um, Media
2: mogul, honey. Listen, I'm
0: trying. Oh, you can also find me on Kwame Speaks, and that is the same name as my social media handle, which is Kwame Speaks. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and
2: Facebook. All right. Well, honey, this has been another week, another episode of Healthy Him, the podcast. We might be out of your ears until next week, but honey, we will always be in your hearts. And remember, as always... It's a lifestyle. Hey y'all, it's Daniel J, and I'm one of the Healthy Him Ambassadors. The Healthy Him Ambassadors are the heart and planning bodies of the program. We consist of young men of color who are passionate about changing the HIV landscape in Los Angeles and beyond. For more information about Healthy Him, visit www.facebook.com slash Healthy Him. Healthy Him, it's a lifestyle, baby.